clothes for anything. B for baby blue. C is classy, clams and clogs. D for doggy doo. That's two. E is easy. F for flange. G for gallon. H for ham. I for idiot. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. Jerry. K is kooky. L for lads. R for ladies. Lads, lads, lads. M for mummy. N for knock knock. Who's there? Pee pee hoo. Here go. Q R S T U for ugly. V for Venus. W for W. X is hard to comprehend. Why can't I just reach the end? Z for zebra. Zinc and zany. Baglioni. Zip zucchini. Zoom and zoom and zipple into the alphabet is really clear. Is everyone ready? Yeah, yeah. You ready? Gina, you look like you had something to say. No, I just had a rising feeling of heat. Did you do a fart? No. <laughs> I, I just felt hot all of a sudden. Do you want to my, take your jumper off? In my chest. I don't really because I'm wearing a sort of exposing undergarment. Oh, go on. <laughs> so it's just us in here. And the camera. And the camera. <laughs> it's fine, honestly. It's, fine. it's not actually exposing at all. I've dressed it up. It's just I'm wearing thermals and I'd rather just keep my jumper on. Well, that's why you're hot. Yeah, get those yeah, thermals I understand. off. It's not very cold today. Risky time to be wearing thermals. Yeah. You'd better... Also, they're itty-bitty little sexy thermals. They're really not itty-bitty. <laughs> Show us your thermals. Hey, Gina. thermal. I don't know why. I just... It's just a bit ratty. Is it a bit um Oh, come on. Tight. Let's have a quick <laughs> look. It's just like, look, it's just, it's just ratty and... Oh yeah, and frayed and sort of <laughs> loose. Got holes in it. It's sort of loose around the bosie. That's what thermals <laughs> around the bosie. That's what, that's what thermals are. They've what, got two minutes in. Oh had my god! Through. <laughs> <laughs> it's got little holes in it. That's what thermals are. Yeah. It's like those blankets you get that have lots of holes that supposedly it keeps the heat in. The waffle hospital ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a little what that looks like. Thank you. <laughs> this is a very old, this is vintage, you know, this is from, vintage. I would have got this in Marks and Spencers in, shall we say, 2005. Wow. wow. Um, and you can really tell that wear and tear on the cuff. Sorry. Um, should we just address the elephant in the room? That I have a cold. Yeah. I don't normally sound like this. <laughs> I don't normally sound like this. So sorry if I sneeze, snot, or it's just generally sound really weird. Don't, don't, really weird. Hey, don't be sorry. There's no skin off my nose. Thanks, guys. Thanks for finding a... What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just getting ready. I'm breathing in the energy. Okay. And well, exhaling the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Inhale the vibe. All right, well, shall we... Um, yeah, we should, I Get suppose. tempted yeah. into naughty town. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of which... Population three. Population... <laughs> And that makes six. Yes. Well, for my... We're doing tea this week. Yes, um, we are. Oh, my God. None of us thought of doing tea. I did. Think I did. Of doing oh, you did. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah, I really couldn't land on anything this week. And then producer Will suggested Temptations. And I went back and forth, but here we are. Yeah. And it's quite similar. This is a little test. It's very godly. You get a lot of God when it comes to temptation no, and the Bible. No, you can't. She needs to ask the question first before you put your hand up, Gina. Yeah, can you remember from the Easter episode how Jesus was tempted in the three ways? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> you do. Sexually. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the desert and yeah. the devil came and oh. he said, if you're so fucking great, mm-hmm. throw yourself off this here cliff. The shard. The shard. Off the shard? Do you remember? In the Easter episode, you say something about the shard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> that was it. He took him up to the shard and said, if you jump off, 
you can have all the kingdoms or something. Mm. And then there was turning a stone into bread and wine into water, multiple kingdoms. Wine into water? That's a bit of a shame. Water and a wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Gina wins. Bread into stones. <laughs> now, what? My hands are so sweaty, they leave a revolting... Um, so oh, slick! It's because on... you've got your thermals on. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to take them off? Your little loose around the buzzy waffle thermals. <laughs> I feel I've drawn too much attention <laughs> to the image of them, and if I took them off, there would be no way for us to avoid staring, sort of staring, <laughs> and, and staring at your buzzy. Really, it's not actually at all <laughs> revealing, but I've just very tempting. Oh. It's You're tempting loose buzzy. <laughs> <laughs> it's ELB. What happens with my loose buzzy stays with my loose buzzy. <laughs> All right. Fine, fine, fine. I'll show you later, As girls. You were. <laughs> oh, loose buzzy. Okay. Well, that's me gone for the rest of the episode. <laughs> now, let's get back to seriousness. Yeah. When I say temptation to you two, (laughs) I was also tapping on my throat there. When I say temptation to you both, what springs to mind? First thing. (laughs) My my mental image is really bizarre. Go on. I'm just going to get roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like silken-dressed woman on a chaise long <laughs> with a box of chocolates <laughs> and, like, a smoke machine. Okay. And it's You're sort kind of, of moodily lit. I'm thinking probably it's just, like, an. It, there was probably something called Temptations at some point that was an advert from, like, the 90s like a cho- I think stuck it was in my chocolates. head. I do feel is like it? you're is describing it? It? a galaxy advert. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes. Galaxy Temptations. That sounds... Is it Galaxy Temptations? There is something that there definitely is. Well, that's really lodged in my brain. So when you say temptations, that's what is in my head. It also easily could be a cat food, couldn't it? Like with a a woman in a silk gown walking barefoot to feed her cat Uh, and the cat weaving in and out of her ankles. Yeah, that's very true. Temptations. And then you see a fluffy cat eat some salmon. Weird to sort of (laughs) slightly sexualise a cat eating really disgusting food. But that's adverts all over, isn't it? Yeah. Sexualising cats, turning periods (laughs) blue. Turning periods blue. You know, in period adverts, they always <laughs> for the absorbency they do, test. The, the absorbency test. They pour blue liquid. Not anymore. I think it has to be red. No, they've changed really? it. Oh my god! Yeah, that's such a thing. Always. But I suppose it's because it just looks like water. It's a little bit more of an electric blue. I like feel like fairy liquid. Like a fairy liquid, and then the woman is invariably wearing a kind of playful skirt and doing. Something like tennis. Cartwheels. Or cartwheels. <laughs> like Fergie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Twice it's been mentioned in this podcast now. Um, I, my brain is so dull that when you say temptation, all I think of is something we've earlier discussed on this podcast. And it was, if I may cast our minds back to uh, the vicar, Oh God! Not the chocky sucking vicar. The, su- the sucking of the chocolate buttons in assembly, and and as I mentioned, then that whole assembly was about temptation. Oh yeah, I think it was. See, and it's no, there's... maybe it was about resisting. Well, yes, it was about resisting temptation. But yeah, resisting is the s- same as. Yes. It cannot exist what? without. <laughs> yes, yes, one yes. cannot and exist without the other. Done. <laughs> resisting is the same as. Yes. yes. Neither can live while the other survives. Ah. Well, could we, yeah, you might do a little bit of both. You might have one hobnob and not the whole packet. Bickies. 
Bickies are a big temptation. Oh, they are. They yeah. really are. They're yeah. very addictive. Yeah. Having one bicky. You don't have a sweet tooth at all. No, and but a, a bicky's one of the things. Oh, yeah. really? Which bicky's? All. Name top three. Chalky digestive. Straight yeah. off the bat. Uh, dogs. No. no. <gasps> I like them all. Um, really? And then, oh, I love a little Maryland cookie. Yeah. yeah. They're very hard to resist. Yeah. Um, They're divine. And I like, oh. Oh, they malted milks. Oh, yeah, those are fab. Yeah, yeah but also a choco, <laughs> a choco Leibniz or whatever it's called. Oh, as well. yeah, but that's those just mainly are... chocky. Yeah, with a biscuit. Those top are sublime. Under. Yeah, and it's also rude how few they put in the packet mm, of a choco Leibniz. They put them sort of in their bunks side by side, as opposed to a nice long chariot of bix. Yeah, chariot <laughs> of bix, lovely. Or is, squits. <laughs> is a malted milk the same as a nice biscuit? No, 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 no. They're very different. Malted, malted milk has the cow on it. They are delicious. Yeah. I They're nicer like than a nice. I don't agree. Yeah. What nice about those um, perfume? Yes, completely agree. Mm. I'm also partial to a fig roll. Oh my gosh, I was about to say that too. Oh, they're less of a biscuit, aren't they? More of a cake. Oh, they feel a little like <laughs> a, oh my god. <laughs> they do feel a little like an energy bar in uh, modern like terms. Like a nutri, yeah, yeah. What are they called nutri vent, nutri grain. That's it. <laughs> With pervy apple filling. Yeah, it just tastes like sort of old lady apple. <laughs> Ew. I actually know a woman <laughs> called who, who that should be her name. She is the queen of apples of the north. And hang she on. Looks, what are you talking hang about? on a minute. She looks like an old apple. She's incredible. Oh, you've sent me worse. You're obsessed with apples. <laughs> you are obsessed with apples. <laughs> <laughs> I do love apples. I think she should be called Old Lady Apple. <laughs> I've never seen the like of it. She, she is a small woman. She is delightful with a bulbous is, head and a little stalk of hair. She is so knowledgeable on apples, and she just looks like kindness embodied. But she also looks like an apple, and just lovely. Anyway, now really sorry. And how track. did you meet her? At work in one of the gardens. Oh, okay. You know she does different sort of fruity work. Um, oh, oh, does she? But the point being, you know what they say: you sometimes start to look like the job that you do. Is that? Or is I it... thought it was your dog. Yeah, I thought yeah. Was... But there's a word for it when it's to do with your job as well. And you and some people say you start to look like the person you spend your life with, <laughs> or or your. And dog. that's why we all look like each other. Yeah, yeah. Some owners really do look like their dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me? No. I take that as a huge compliment. Yeah, he's incredibly yeah. handsome. I am. Back to temptation, though. Back to temptation, <laughs> yes. So, I suppose the big one, there's one big story around temptation, isn't there, that we all think of when you think of temptation? Yes. Well, maybe not everyone does, but we learn about it at school, so. Which is... The, the galaxy woman. The galaxy woman <laughs> on the chaise long. <laughs> It's Eve. Eve. Tempting Naughty Adam. Eve. Exactly. Original well, I thought sin. it was the snake tempting Eve. Well, Marie. Well, in turn. Oh, it goes. goes through. Yeah. But there's so much that is so shit about that story in terms of... I'm sorry, but there's misogyny baked into it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's quite anti-snake. It's anti-snake. <laughs> Very anti-snake. And I think that's probably where they get such a bad rep from. Yeah. Do you think they are a bit odd? I well, mean, even if it weren't for that story, I'm not sure I'd naturally warm to a snake. No, me neither. But I don't want to perpetuate the idea that they're inherently evil. I think they do that themselves. I really do. Why? Look at them. Yeah, well, you know, God took away <laughs> their legs. 
Did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They used to have legs before Original Sin. Why do spiders have so many legs? Because they, oh, so they were so good. But they're also evil. They're not. Do you know the story of, of the fall? I think I'd love to rehear it. Yeah, I've, my knowledge of religious, biblical stuff is um, yeah. not great. Yeah, okay, well. So please help me. Basically, help me. it's sort of the idea. Well, firstly, just very quickly, let me define temptation. Okay. A desire to engage in short-term urges for enjoyment that threatens long-term goals. So anyway, the idea, the whole thing about around original sin is basically it puts forth the concept that we now, because we're descended from Adam and Eve, are born sinful. That's so unfair. I know, yeah. But I I think we three do do live with that feeling, don't we? It It taps into some something fundamental about our brains the idea of original sin yeah what because we're guilty girls guilty girls (laughs) yeah Um, it's a powerful way to control people yeah yeah it's basically that we just have a built-in urge to do naughty things and disobey god but also in genesis which is where Genesis, please. This passage about original sin comes from. It bangs on about how we're all made in God's likeness. So if he knew we were going to be sinners, why do you make us sinners, you know? Yeah. These are the questions that that have plagued people for centuries, aren't they? Yeah. 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 But anyway, so what happens is (laughs) God creates a perfect world and he pops Adam in there into the Garden of Eden and is like, have a nice time. All you have to do is tend to the garden, like do whatever you want. It's really blissful in there. The one thing, please, that you cannot do is take the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or sometimes referred to as the tree of the knowledge of life and death. Okay. Adam's like, fine, whatever, I don't really care. Gets a bit lonely in the garden, so God makes him Eve uh-huh. out of his own rib. He takes... Yeah. He t- that's why... Women have... Men have one less one rib. One rib, yeah. Eve comes along. Eve doesn't even know that she's not allowed to eat the fruit. No one tells Eve that she's not allowed to eat the fruit. So Adam knows it. Eve's just having a nice time. They're just swanning around in the garden naked. Don't give a shit about it. She having runs... an absolute fuck fest, I imagine. Oh, of course. Was that allowed? The only thing he banned was yeah, eating the fruit. Yeah, the only thing he banned was eating the fruit. That's so true. So therefore, everything else isn't a sin. Yeah. I suppose God, when you're a population of two, it's very confusing. <laughs> if you've got a population <laughs> of telescope. two people, it's quite difficult for there to be sins. Well, yeah, but they were shagging. But as in outside of that, what could be sinful if there's only he one other have, person? I don't know, slapped her or something? <laughs> yeah, or like yeah. thrown the apples at her. Yeah, pooed in the river, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's loads of sins yeah, you can do with just on. one other person. I guess Started so. smoking. I in my head, I imagine yeah. that in this with Eden, the snake, in Eden, <laughs> started smoking the snake. <laughs> he made he made it impossible for them to be sinful before they committed that original sin. But and he's then, yeah. But if you tell someone, also he's setting them up to fail because if you tell someone not to do something, what's the first? Isn't thing? that the entire point? Yes, it is. Yeah. 
Is that because we're from originals? We have originals. So no, we because, are original. Well, <laughs> we we are, but they didn't have sin yeah, at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. But maybe that's how we see it because that's how we think because we're sinful because little we're bitches. Sinful little bitches, yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait, so then what happens? What happens? So then Eve... Eve's like wandering around the garden having a nice time and she she runs into the snake who's in the tree. <laughs> Full <laughs> pelt. He bumps right into that <laughs> What the fuck snake. are you doing? And the snake comes down from the tree and is like, please have one of these delicious apples. You've never tasted anything like it. Like it's, the, it's really the best thing you ever will have. Eve does it, then goes back to Adam and is like, oh my God, have one of these. This is great. Adam then tries it and then God's like, right, you little fucks. Out you go. And he's like, banishes them they then realize that they're naked and get feel really ashamed about it and they put fig leaves on that's where that image imagery comes from and that's like the first consequence of the fact that they've sinned is feeling shame from yes. last week yes. and embarrassment they're banished from the garden of eden and sent out to do like a life of hard labor then he's like to eve and also you're gonna have a really shitty time giving birth like i'm gonna make childbirth really painful for you the snake is like you have to crawl on your belly because you've been naughty as well. So at this point, the snake was in the tree with arms and legs. Well, I I don't really all the know. pictures are sort of coiled around a branch. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes you can see that it has little hands oh. in the pictures. Holding yeah. up the apple. I feel like they wouldn't have missed that detail, would they? No. But I agree. I'm picturing in my head a snake in a tree as we understand a snake. But I don't understand why Eve gets such... Eve gets all the blame. Yeah, she has a much rougher time. She has it. such a rough time that she didn't even know she's not allowed to eat the fruit. Yeah, did she really not? Apparently not. Also, I just feel like with that in mind, God should have made men give birth. Yes. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> or he made knew. like pissing painful for them. <laughs> God, that would be awful. Why does Why does the the birthing thing? Yeah, sounds like a little. Remember, guys, you know, this was <laughs> written yeah. by men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so. the re- that's, you know, the big dog of temptation. Yeah. And when I was researching it, most stuff was pretty biblical mm. around temptation. But we encounter temptations every bloody day. We bloody do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bickies. Bickies. Yeah, bickies. Some modern day ones that seem to be the ones that came up the most were eating too much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Laziness. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, porn. Okay. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Overeating, I've already said that. Social media. Oh. Gossiping. Oof. Now that's a tricky one to resist. I love gossiping. Gossip is fab. Yeah. The food one, I think, definitely. What, overeating? It's not overeating, it's more foods that don't, you know, to bring things back to eczema, as I love to do. There are foods that I'd love to eat with gay abandon. Yeah. Ooh. Which, <laughs> well, you shame. can't do that. Only me and Marika can. <laughs> um, which just aren't going to be helpful. Yeah, totally. For the old skin. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm such a sucker for temptation, and I think I give into it very quickly. What would you What would you consider <laughs> to be your the height of temptation for crisps. you? I, yeah, crisps. But I think I'm quite I'm quite food oriented as well with my temptations. Like delicious things, I guess. Delicious o- apples. Often I'll be like, I'm not going to drink. Oh yeah. This week mm-hmm. or today, and then somewhat, just all it takes. Marika, is someone, <laughs> someone to suggest going a for a drink. Juicy pint. Marika yeah. is. You are the snake 
from that story, actually. <laughs> How many times have both of us probably separately been derailed by Marika's glinty eyes? It's true, yeah. Marika you know derailed five years of vegetarianism for me. <laughs> and me. Yes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. I got called on um, Polly's tour recently. I was in Polly's band and the rest of the band all decided by the end of the tour that I was the bad influence because we'd get to the venue and I'd be like, little pint? Yeah. yeah. She'd get a little Guinness and then everyone would start and it's then it would just be chaos. Bloody if, difficult if to Marika resist. If Marika says pint or juice, I say how juicy high. glass of wine, I say how high. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, <laughs> quite frankly. No, it's a lovely legacy. Yeah. Really. And I think that I could, if I was alone, I could resist the temptation to drink. But if I, if I, as soon as I see the weakness in someone's eyes, <laughs> yeah. I know that if I just say the P word. <laughs> <laughs> Penis. <laughs> we say how high. <laughs> That's three um, Then I, yeah, I just can't, I can't resist that. Mm. It's too much fun. I like that idea of having someone else to be like, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're so indulging naughty. in... It's naughty. Yeah, it feels like you're doing something a bit naughty and fun. Yeah. Naughty. I kind of... I, I experience that feeling as well. It's fun to make people be bad with you. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like the snake. Be bad. You know, like, um, <laughs> I always found at school... Preventing people from doing work. Yeah, yeah. you see that to me a lot. Lots of fun. And vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do work when we can go and sit on a sofa? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, I love sitting on sofas. Yeah, Same. me too. I could sit on sofas professionally. I just sit at the table all day. Yeah. I'm not even working, just staring. <laughs> <laughs> thinking and about, on that thinking note. about the next point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to talk about taste. Yum. Which is ironic, seeing as I have a cold right now, so mine's a little limited. But actually, my taste isn't limited. It's flavour that's limited. So I'm going to be talking about taste, as in how it works on the old tongue. Yeah. As opposed to the collaborative effect of all the different senses, because I covered quite a lot of the olfactory shit in Mm -hmm. fragrance. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm. I, for one, am fascinated already. Excellent. That's I'm not yet. You're not yet. Okay. Still got a bit of winning over to do. Yeah, come on. Um, Okay. Well, off I trot. So they think that it evolved just so that we could tell between sort of toxic and non-toxic things. I don't think anyone really knows why we've got it apart from that would be the logical evolutionary explanation. I was just thinking, sorry. Yeah, no, go for it. I wonder if similarly, just going back to orgasms episode, (laughs) Uh um, we Uh talked about orgasms why they exist for women yeah and i think i posited that um it was a bit of fun it was a bit of a motive for doing the sex and i suppose taste as well as differentiating between toxic items and non-toxic items could also be the incentive for us to eat eat and nourish our bodies Mm. yeah that's true as opposed to just hunger yeah give it a little extra yeah like blueberries Lovely and tasty. Very good for the brain. I'm not mad keen on blueberries. <laughs> really? I find them to be... Flavonoids. A little... Little flavonoids. <laughs> a little watery. Now, oh. 
they are by no means my favourite fruit. But we did take... <laughs> and you do love your fruit. And I do she love fucking fruit. loves it. We took, we took some blueberries <laughs> to the cinema last night. And it was a bit of an odd That's choice. very strange Oh, that choice. is so high and mighty. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> did you get popcorn? No, it what wasn't... What What, did you take? Blueberries and a bottle of water? I honestly did. No, it wasn't me. I didn't bring the blueberries. I didn't bring the blueberries. Okay. Theo revealed to me on the way to the cinema that he had hidden two boxes of blueberries in his coat pockets. He is, for various reasons, needing to be very healthy. Okay. And um, But wanted something to have in the cinema. And I thought, mm, odd choice. Blueberries are not my favourite. I, I get that for that. But, but once you... I was in the dark and watching a film and eating blueberries, I thought... Christ, what a treat. Because <laughs> oh, oh God. God. <laughs> this is gonna get I'm us so sorry. This, I'm so sorry. We're gonna get some hate mail to our new, we really our new are. email address. <laughs> but but if you compare a blueberry to a piece of popcorn, no one, comparison. When you're yeah. sitting in the dark, so you switch off all your other senses as yeah. you have it because you're watching a screen. All but, yeah. your other senses are actually engaged. Yeah, very, very engaged senses. But I love popcorn. I'm never going to speak a bad word about popcorn apart from it's quite drying. It You get husks caught in your mouth and gums. True, yeah. Blueberry, yeah, there are a few seed issues, but it was just lovely, refreshing little pops of flavour. Okay, <laughs> okay I can understand that. I and just think there's a time and a place for it, that's yeah, all. Yeah, of course, it's of course. in the morning on a yoghurt. Mm. I just think randomly sort of around and about, you know. Yeah, picking at them. Uh, right, so do you remember at school, did you learn about what the four slash five, because there's a new one, different taste categories are? Salty. Yes. Sweet. Yes. Sour. Yes. Umami. Yes. <laughs> and there's, there's one more. <laughs> there's one more classic that you haven't got. Sour? No, you said Wait, sour. So- Salty, sweet, fat? No, but they are investigating that because it could potentially be one. It's no. bitter. 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 Yes. So, um, and do you remember where they are registered on the tongue from that no, tongue map? No. Do you remember the tongue map? Can no, you see it in your I eyes? I don't think I can. So I this can't. was widely taught at school where it said that you'd sense bitter at the back, you get sour on the sides, salt around the edges of the front and sweet right at the tip. It's a lie. And it's, not, it's just not true. But they taught that. I remember it really clearly from when I was a kid. Everything is sensed all over the tongue. So that's just yeah, quite that, frankly that bollocks. Feels... So any of you listeners who can remember that, erase it from your brains. How many people have been going around talking about that and spreading I know, fake news? Awful. Think of all of the horrible national disasters and catastrophes that have happened because of that. <laughs> <laughs> all the wars that have been started. So yeah, that is a big lie. But umami is is a, a newbie and only entered the kind of like category of tastes fairly recently but it was actually discovered in 1909 sorry nine just sounded really snotty by a professor at tokyo imperial university called uh, kikune ikeda and he was studying a broth called dashi you've ever had that no it's like dried gina's nodding i've heard of dashi yeah it's like dried fish flakes and seaweed Ooh. and it's got that Say that really distinctive sort of savoury taste, which is what umami is, and he managed to actually isolate the molecule that was creating that taste. Wow! Which is an amino acid called glutamate, which you might have heard of from monosodium glutamate (MSG). Uh, oh yes, that is which coming is, into my brain. Yeah, and that's a, that's a umami flavour. That's why Jelly here can't stop eating crisps. Exactly. Yeah. 
especially Pringles. They're really? full of it. Well, Are maybe they? not anymore because it wasn't there. Isn't it bad for you or something? It is bad for you, but I think it's still rife in, in crisps. Lots of, uh, it, it, isn't it in lots of takeaways? Yeah. yeah MSG. Yeah. Mm. It's the thing that makes you want to have more. Very oh. addictive. Delicious. <laughs> your eyes just rolled into the back of your head. Um, Charlie's suddenly wearing a silk dressing gown <laughs> with a cat wheedling between my ankles. Wheedling. <laughs> So umami actually means delicious in Japanese, which is nice. That is nice. And even though it was discovered in 1909, the reason it only kind of entered into our sort of brains and the way we think about these things over here is because it was only translated, the paper that he wrote was only translated into English in 2002. Oh, wow. So we didn't have any umami before then? Well, we did, but we didn't didn't know We hadn't clocked it as a fifth taste so now i'm gonna talk about taste buds and what exactly is actually happening on the tongue fun fact just with a, with a kick off uh some fish have taste buds on their lips sides and tail fins oh my god but i don't know which fish imagine if you had taste buds on your tail and you did a poo yeah oh <laughs> good god <laughs> that wouldn't be nice yeah it's a bit silly really isn't it God again. What did the fish do? I suppose... Yeah, but maybe the arsehole isn't... It's just straight out rather than brushing against the tail. Yeah, but it's in water. Well, in the sea, it's easier to keep poo off your tail, isn't it? (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) As the saying goes. That's why I love swimming. (laughs) (laughs) So... The average human tongue Mm. has between 2,000 and 8,000 taste buds. Pretty cool, hey? Can mm. I ask? You know when we like burn burn them when when you yeah. Uh, does it does, if you if, if something <laughs> if right. something happens <laughs> someone to them, turn it off and on again <laughs> if something happens to them do they grow back? Yes. Okay. So mm. um, they basically have a lifespan anyway of eight to twelve days. Oh, oh my god! Wow. Yeah. So they they they're constantly growing back all <gasps> the time. That makes sense, which is really cool. Tongue. If you go, if you have a tongue piercing, this isn't quite the Speaking same. Speaking from experience. Speaking from experience. If you take out a tongue piercing versus any other piercing, it closes basically instantly. Your tongue is it's regenerating I think, yeah, fast, much quicker at other parts of the board. Yeah, taste buds are not limited just to your tongue as well. They can be found on the roof and walls of your mouth and your throat and esophagus, which kind of makes sense because, you know, you can get that taste at the back of your throat, which yeah. I've never really thought about before. Mm. That's often the unpleasant bit, isn't it? Yeah. I or feel like that it... is, feels more like it's bitter or sort of cloying. Yeah. Is that just because we associate after t- nasty aftertastes? Well, there's so much that goes on in terms of... Because you're not tasting on your taste buds, you're tasting in your brain. So there's so much that's going on. All you have is what? I just start to feel really yeah, wigged really, out. Really, weird. It's really weird. Well, because you have, so within the little lumps themselves, they're called uh, pa- papillae or something. Papilla. Who knows? Montgomery's tuberculosis. Yeah, it's one of those again. <laughs> tuberculosis. There's about 50 to 150 taste receptor st- cells inside those lumps, wow. which are called gustatory cells. <laughs> Me gusta. Me gusta. <laughs> and um, they, so the little papillae thingy has, um, there's little holes called a, a taste pore. And these cells have a long microvilli, which is called a taste hair, that pokes slightly out of the holes in um, mucus, which is what picks up 
the molecular information from the food. And then the other end of the cell is connected to neurons um, and sends the signal that then goes into your brain to to recognise the molecules you're eating and what that means. So therefore, the reaction happens in your brain, but it is perceived as being in your mouth because obviously that's the moment of contact. Because then what happens is if you're smelling it, that's also happening in your brain. That's all linking together. Mm. Also, your perceived ideas about what is disgusting or not completely buys into that. So if, for instance, I once had a smoked mackerel sandwich when I was a child, odd choice, didn't choose it. But then I had a big vomiting bug and was sick like all night and threw up loads of smoked mackerel. Oh, that's a nasty thing to throw up. And yeah, so that's... I have now an association with that, which ma- makes me perceive it as tasting not nice. Yeah. Whereas, so there's like so many factors at play when it comes to like disgust or flavour and all of that kind of stuff. But on its base level, it's just molecular information being conveyed through taste bud cells that then go into your brain and are received as the experience of taste. Right. Very clever. Yeah. We are very cool. It makes me not, think you know, that well, that's too. each of those cells could be some kind of sentient being yeah. and that our body is made up of workers. It does feel like that. It really does. Yeah. So what you were saying about damaging them, who said that? Me. You. You. So yes, they keep regenerating really quickly, but as you get older that slows down a little bit as everything does so older people end up having less taste buds which is partly why children are perceived as being fussier eaters than adults because things taste a lot stronger to a child oh wow so not liking broccoli Mm. is actually completely valid if you're six years old but your you know 35 year old parent is going to be thinking you're crazy yeah broccoli's delicious i wouldn't call it valid at all I, always I mean, I've always broccoli. liked broccoli, yeah. but, you know, yeah. I'm just, you know, putting yeah, it yeah. into the... Yeah. And yeah. stuff like coffee and beer and things like that, we societally learn to enjoy those things. Yeah, of course. Because they don't taste, but we learn to like the flavour of them, which is just crazy because we decide that it's cool. And it's then we get so addicted. Funny. But that, a lot of that is psychological sort of like, I'm cool stuff. Because yeah. um, it is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bloody cool. <laughs> That's also, the, there's people called uh, super tasters, so there's tw- 25% of people have extra taste buds. Oh my God, cool. Yeah, which means, but it means that you're more sensitive to foods oh, yeah. and it actually means you'd be you'd be called a picky eater. So they're sort of children who never grew up. Yeah, already. but they will, they will have always had more though, I right from the start. Three of those. Picky Cheers. eaters. No, children who never grew up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's quite funny because I think being a, being a sort of adventurous eater is sort of, this idea of being very grown up and very like it's so cultured true. and all this kind of stuff and it's like actually you're probably you probably just have less taste buds yeah that means you're you know and able and to eat these things some i would say also a mental lack of aversion to disgust yes yes there's a better way of saying what i've said but there the, the was kind of being gung-ho about eating tripe and things like that there was a link to do with less taste buds and generally like less like sensory sensitivity that has links with more inclinations to be psychopathic so that would also less t- taste more psycho yeah okay if you're a super taster you're probably a bit more like emotionally locked in as well because mm. you're like more sensitive to things as in it spreads psychologically and not just to your taste buds or whatever else that is so that would make sense in terms of less disgust about things if i can speak from my own experience i 
like basically every food apart from goat's cheese. Yeah. Which makes me want to scream. I think it's so disgusting. And I know that that's, there's something chemical and something in my brain that's it's Do rejecting you... it. It's not, it's not just, it's well, not your fault. I don't fault. fancy that. Is it because it no. tastes like a goat to you? Like it tastes like a farmyard? That's not why I don't like it. It okay. does taste of that, but it's got a real acrid, shitty... Um, <laughs> kind of vomity, furry, yeah, feeling. Yeah. Yes, which is interesting because I think all of those words obviously have quite negative connotations. But then, if you actually think about it, a lot of the things that we do enjoy eating, they can be like that. Like if you are aside from goat's cheese, other cheeses, for instance, mm. which are much more pongy, pongy, and, and yeah, and shitty. If and I sticky. said to you, if I was drinking a drink and I said, "Oh, that tastes quite cheesy." You wouldn't want to drink that drink. No. It's the context, isn't but it? But if I gave you the cheese that it tasted exactly the same and said, whack that on a little cracker. <laughs> I'd be hoofing it right now. You'd be hoofing it right off my palm. Would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you had that? You must have both had the thing where you brush your teeth and then orange juice tastes uh, really funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's because, you know, sodium laurel, sulf, laureth, laurel sulfate. sulfate. Temp- that temporarily suppresses your sweetness receptors. So... Mm. After you've brushed oh. your teeth, um, it, rem- it knocks the sweetness out of the juice, which is why it tastes so bitter and sour. Um, I feel like everything tastes weird after toothpaste. Yeah, well, it's knocking out one of your main, yeah, your main guys, your main, your main your one of boys. your fives. Yeah, one of your fives. And have you ever had a thing with eating artichokes, where if you drink water, the water tastes sweet? No, never. Next time, I don't eat a ton of artichokes. No, I don't either. Me neither. But when you do, yeah clock this because um it temporarily blocks your sweetness receptors and when you drink water it washes that off so the water because they're suddenly awakened again the water tastes sweet oh pine nuts how about those guys yeah Metal i love mouth. them pine mouth pine mouth have you must... ever had pine mouth no what's pine mouth have you is it your mum or you that had it gina I've never had it. My brother terrified me with story- tales of pine mouth. What's pine but mouth? I came round to your house once and someone was, well, it was probably your brother. He would have been going on Wanging about. on about pi- pine mouth. Well, you don't know what pine mouth is? No, have I got it? It's a phenomenon <laughs> where you can phenomenon. eat. I think it comes from eating a particular, uh, like a bad pine nut. No, they don't know, they don't know where oh, it really? comes from. They just have to put the disclaimer on all the packets. Is there a disclaimer? What the fuck yeah. are you talking oh, about? Okay. <laughs> You're never going to tell so you. I'm moving down pine You eat nut. a pine nut and then for a period of time, potentially days, it is days. all you can taste is metally pine nut. They say basically it's, it's it tastes like you've shoved loads of pennies in your mouth and it gets worse when you drink and eat. Oh, what? And it lasts for like two days. What, Sometimes and it just longer. Hits you out of the blue. It hits you a day after you've eaten the pine nuts <gasps> as well, so you don't know if you're in the clear. Have you got? Have either of you two ever had it? I've never had it. I'm not a mad, mad no, keen. Neither. I can't actually remember the last time I ate a pine nut. Uh, I absolutely love a pine nut. You know. Well, then you probably will never suffer from pine mouth. But apparently, there's there is a couple of strains of the nut that potentially cause pine mouth more than others but you just I, check on a packet next time you buy I'm them gonna, I'm yeah. pretty sure it says on the back like watch out pine mouth's about <laughs> I did look up some really disgusting things that people eat on the internet please um, baby mouse wine oh, oh no. my god which is where oh this is also sorry before I start is from the disgusting food museum which is a place in Sweden that I really want to go to yeah, it sounds go. incredible but this is where I so say baby mouse wine so you 
drown at least a dozen baby mice in no. rice wine. And they've in, got to be in, in what, sorry? Rice wine. Yeah. And they've got to be still be blind and hairless. Oh, and then it's matured dear. for at least a year. Oh, that really gives me the absolute willies. And apparently it tastes like gasoline with an aftertaste of rotting animals and the smell is described as incredibly strong and putrid. Here's sorry, what who, I want to know. Who's drinking this? It's what? from it's from older times. <laughs> Come on. All I need to know is this. <laughs> What did they think they were doing when they made it? <laughs> well, it's for like, medicinal. It's, apparently it's medicinal, okay. but there's but no proof of that working. Who first suggested we'll leave it for a year? Yeah. You know? Maybe it was an accident then. So, like maybe some little baby mice crawled into some wine. Yeah, I bet that's what it, it was. It ended up being stuck in the cupboard for a year. Someone was like, let's drink this mm. wine. And then they were like, oh my God, my asthma's cured. Yeah. Maybe this is the backstory, the prequel to Three Blind Mice. Oh, God. Three bald and blind mice. <laughs> yeah, bald. <laughs> See how they run into the rice wine. And, and drown. Okay, I have. I can't do all of these because we have. We've run out of time. There's one in in Japan where they eat um, a fish sperm sack, which apparently is sweet and custody with a, su- ah! a subtle fishiness. No, no, which no. melts in your mouth. No, no, no. A but custody one, subtle fishiness. This one is. From ancient South Korea, so this hasn't been made for a while, but they basically take the poo of a human child who's between four and seven <laughs> no, years. No, I'm out already. I'm out already. <laughs> Should I just end it there? No. Out. 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 I want to know what they do to it. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's refrigerated for three to four days and mixed with water and then divided into smaller pieces and fermented overnight. It's then poured through a sieve and mixed with 70% boiled non-glutinous rice and 30% glutinous rice and yeast. Um, And then it's left to ferment for at least seven days in a clay pot and then the yellow brownish liquid is strained. Oh, oh, for fuck's sake. And looks like a combination of sewer slime and vomit, potentially with small pieces of poo still floating around. No, no. But apparently (laughs) the taste is just a bit sour and similar to rice wine um, but it has a faint poo smell and can leave a poo smell on your breath (laughs) (laughs) no no no. and that concludes my section on taste I'm sorry but why is there a need to even mention that it may leave that this poo drink made of poo may leave a poo smell on your breath hey I got that straight from the from the website of the disgusting food museum oh we're freaks so when you're ready I'm ready I'm ready I will press start on my timer which is uh very relevant because I today, as <laughs> you can see, that very smug little smile spreading across. I'm talking across. time travel. And yes, you do detect a smug little smile <laughs> <laughs> for no good reason because I don't know much about time travel, but I'm going to give you what I do know. First of all, I thought this was very interesting. Do you know what the most commonly used noun in the English language is? Time. Time. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, set us up actually. for that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. But isn't that kind of wow? It's time to go. What's the time? Time hath no limits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I'm surprised by that. Do you know what was a bit terrible? So at number seven, we have men. Somewhere like number 11, we've got child. Number 14 is woman. Fuck, man. Well, that's a says it all. It's time to start talking about women more. Yeah. So 
time is obviously something that we're obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not actually doing time, obviously I'm doing time travel, but just as a background, we cannot avoid time. Yeah. Here it is everywhere. We think it's moving. It's not. We're just moving it's around, <laughs> creating time, in fact. So perhaps the first thing that I thought when I was exploring time travel is, is it remotely possible? Do you guys know? Have you investigated this much? <laughs> Have you time travelled? Have you time travelled? I would say that I haven't and I I don't think it is, but maybe it is in, a, in other ways. Okay, so time travel, travelling forward in time is possible. We cannot do it yet, but according to Einstein's theory of relativity, we could, if we could travel at the speed of light, travel in time. Because in Einstein's theory of relativity, he talked about space and time as unified as space-time. And because of this, the passage of time depends on how you move through space and the speed at which you do so. Okay. So if you, Jelly, yeah. stayed on Earth with a, a wristwatch... Mm. No, perhaps you stay here with a clock. Marika... You get into a time machine. Or- Why does she get to yes. get in the time machine? I have to stay with the clock. You've got to just just stay. I'm just going. You'll no. get your go. You will get your go. Okay. You can go in when I get back. Ugh. Well, you might never come back is the issue. <gasps> oh. Okay, off you go then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marika, you yeah. put a wristwatch on uh-huh. and you go into a time machine that can travel at uh, basically almost the speed of light. Okay. Let's say 99.5% at the speed of light. Okay. You take off into space. You go around for what looks like one minute on your wristwatch. When you come back to Earth, Jelly's clock is going to be way ahead. So much time will have passed while you spent what seemed like one minute in space because you were moving so ruddy fast that you travelled forward in time. Basically, the theory of relativity means that it's it's actually the speed at which you're moving that dictates how quickly time moves. So, time. So the quicker you move, yes, the faster, the faster no, time, the goes. slower time goes. Oh, that sort of makes sense. Yeah. So, so that means that then you'd end up jumping forward. Yeah. So I'd come back to Earth and I'd be. Yeah. You wouldn't recognize anyone because you'd all be old or perhaps dead, depending on how long you spent up there. And because this crazy, when astronauts who have spent six months in space come back to Earth, they have travelled zero point zero seconds into the future, or something, or maybe seven seconds into the future. Technically, they are aging more slowly in space than when they come back to Earth. So, if you want to stay forever young, pop to space. Yeah, but you may come back and find that all the people whose opinion you care about you looking young will have deceased yeah okay yeah so marika at this point yeah what about all the hot new young ones yeah but they might be aliens oh gross yeah so then marika (laughs) comes back to earth but in the future yeah jelly's no longer here i'm dead you're gone yeah then you're like oh i miss jelly (gasps) you would yeah which you would but we don't know how to get you back there yet Okay, so we can only go forward. We can only go forward. And that said, we can't really do that because travelling at the speed of light would kill us. I don't know if we 
remotely have the capacity to build something that moves at the speed of light. <laughs> Fine. What yeah. about Queen? Oh, very good. Well, yeah, look, I've got Freddie Mercury. Yeah, true. I'm dead. He's probably moving at the speed of light. <laughs> Maybe. Well, ghosts probably can. So, what? Ghosts probably can. <laughs> well, he's Just, like atoms whizzing around now, isn't he? To yeah. put it into context, though, okay. in terms of speed and how much speed our bodies can handle, you know about G-force, right? Yeah. Oh, this we know about G-force. Racing yeah. drivers experience, yeah. fighter pilots. Why um, did we we talked about G force? We did. recently oh, roller coasters. Roller coasters. So fighter pilots can withstand nine G G's, which is the measure of G force, for two seconds, and five G's can only be withstood for two minutes. I don't know how many G's traveling at the speed of light would would produce. Oh, but they didn't even it didn't even come up. <laughs> I I tried to find it, and it's My it's G. so beyond. It's just too many G's. We would be a yoke. Ew. We would be pulverised we would be pulverised so yeah that's travelling forward in time if and when going back in time much trickier but what they think is that we could do it with something known as a wormhole which is similar to a black hole except it has two ends so imagine a tube that has one end that you would go through in the present and you would emerge at the other end of this tube in the future sorry in the past okay According to the uh, Einstein's theory of relativity, these technically can exist, hypothetically. Wormholes. Or, wormholes, but we have absolutely no evidence to suggest that they do. So you see, it's a little bit further from mm-hmm. from our grasp, okay. the, the possibility of going back in time. But here's what I think. Sci-fi, otherwise known as science fiction, has predicted so many of the things that we now live with which would have seemed kind of unthinkable at the time that they were created and written about so even though we can't currently make a way to travel in time presumably it's just going to happen at some point imagine if you showed i reckon it's already happening do you yeah well this is one of the area 52 or something if time travel is in any way possible we would be encountering tourists from the future all the time we probably are yeah how do we know we're not you're not going to shout about it if I went back to medieval times the first thing I'd do is get myself a tunic and pretend I'd fit in (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to be going oh I'm from 2023 but then what would be the point what would be the point of travelling back in time checking things out changing the course of the future Oh yeah, but Marie, a dangerous game. Yeah, butterfly. I would. Ne- I would never. <laughs> oh, I would. Never. I'd only go back. Like, actually, well, you were going to ask us that. Well, yeah, you? I will. I do want to ask you about that. But just to name a few of the things that have come up in sci-fi and latterly been created, flip phones first appeared in Star Trek in 1966. Cool. Um, cars with robot brains were talked about. Um, by sci-fi writer Isaac Asimov in 1964. Even just the sat-nav. Flying cars (laughs) is something that was predicted in sci-fi. Apparently, they're well underway and the the prediction is that by 2040 they will be commonly used. No, no, no. no. Not with pollution the way it is. I don't want to look up and see fucking cars. And also, it sounds like there'll be one-person pods. Oh, which is very Star Wars. Also, really, really bad for the birds. Yeah, exactly. The birds yeah, are going to get fucked. Well, we are yeah. already fucking bees. up everything. Oh, so the birds and the bees. Yeah. Poor little things. Uh, other, other, other guys. <laughs> drones, virtual reality, smart watches. 
they've all popped up in sci-fi. So by that token, I do think that time travel, it's only a matter of time. Well, I mean, I suppose just being able to send a text and it fly through the world and yeah. hit someone's phone in America. Mad. Absolutely yeah. mad. I still can't get my head around all that. Yeah, like, I can't. How? Yeah, it's really cool. Because imagine if you told Henry VIII about TikTok. Well, if you had a time machine, you could. Well, perhaps I will. God, what sort of TikToks would he make? He'd do little dance dances. He'd dance do like um, how to... How to like live with gout comfortably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he'd how do... to manage six wives. <laughs> how to strip a chicken leg with just your teeth in under two minutes? Yeah, and it would get, it would become like a kink. It would get What's millions of views, like a sexual. Oh, a, a sexual kink. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like OnlyFans. Someone's a little boring in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about Henry like that. <laughs> I think Henry VIII would definitely go on I'm a Celeb. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I can actually see him so clearly in one of those red fleecy gilets. God, imagine if <laughs> if we could go back and sort of collect historical figures to put on I'm a Celeb. Oh, that oh would be great. God. Who would you pop on I'm a Celeb? I'd Caesar. like to see Queen Victoria in there. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Victoria taking a shower <laughs> in the jungle. They'd probably all deal with it a lot better than anyone modern day. That's true. Cause Maybe not. I don't think Victoria would do that well. Well, her world is a little... She's still a queen, though. A yeah, pampered true. queen. Yeah, she's very comfortable. Yeah. And things were pretty great for her by that time. Yeah, true. If you were the queen of England, you weren't dealing no. with, with pooey pants and things like that. <laughs> is that what they're dealing with? On, on, I'm a celeb. I haven't watched it for a while. They might be. Yeah, true, true, true. I guess they got a, uh, what do they call it? The dunny. Empty the dunny. Yeah. Imagine making them all hang out with each other. You could throw in sort of like Guy Fawkes as well. To yeah. Them, get them fighting. I think Joan of Arc and Henry VIII would make an interesting yeah. pairing in the camp. Yeah, Caesar would be good too. Yeah. And also Anton Deck doing the follow-up interviews with all of these people. <laughs> <laughs> so, Henry, <laughs> you've been amazing to watch. <laughs> so, yeah, in culture, in literature... One of the early examples of time travel, do you want to have a little guess? Where do you think it might have popped up fairly early on? in lit- Shakespeare. Later than that, more recent. Okay. Goosebumps. It's only <laughs> old, old Mr. Dickens. Oh! Christmas Carol, Ghosts of, of course. Christmas Ghosts of past. Christmas Past. Ghosts of Christmas that Future. Time no, but it's a kind of the sense of something coming from the past and something coming from the future but then because he does get does he get he gets taken to see things yeah Yeah. like tiny tim's death or whatever it is so but also instances of time travel appeared in lots of religious texts long long before dickens um uh, hinduism buddhism both feature a little a little bit of time trav Mm -hmm. hg wells the time machine did anyone read that at school no so I had to read that at school. And it was an 1895 novella by H.G. Wells. And novella. I think this is the first instance of literature talking about the mechanics of travelling through time. How it actually, you know. Mm. The idea of what would later become a TARDIS in Doctor oh Who. Oh my God, of course. Classic. The big one. I've not watched brum, brum, a single brum, episode brum, brum. Me neither. Doctor Oh, Who? I have. I really liked it as a, as a wee what wouldn't? What was on when we were Wiens? Christopher Eccleston and then David Tennant. It's a useful tool, isn't it, for 
writers to mm. to show us things um, that they want to reflect back to us about our tendencies and the way we behave and a, a way of exploring um, other ideas. Now, we've touched on Henry VIII and dream I'm a celeb lineups. I did ask you to think about what period of history yeah. you would most like to travel to in time if you had the chance and the means. Did you do your homework? Yeah, I thought about it. Me too. Go on. Liar. <laughs> um, well, I just thought that there's, in terms of periods of history, I wouldn't really, they all sound pretty vile Going if you go back. You don't have to far. stay there. Uh, You're going as a tourist for... A day? Oh, a day. Oh, okay, just a day. Yeah, this is travelling, not not emigrating. Okay, okay. Well, then probably some kind of medieval bit, then, because I think that would be the most interesting. Are we talking uh, a small kind of town? Or... London, London, London under the rule of Henry VIII. <laughs> Would I you was really? going to say that if I thought if it was going to be for like a longer. Or like Wall Street in the 80s. Yeah. But if it was going to be like a longer stint, I was just going to try and basically go back to like the early 90s as like a 30-year-old and just enjoy that pre kind of internet yeah. bit. Yeah, that's a good answer. As a, as a bit more of an adult. Yeah. Because it just seemed very like fun to grow up in a world where a pint was like two quid and you didn't have a phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good. I feel like there were a lot of answer. apples as well around there. I think oh, it, I think you were oh, I think I'll come with you. <laughs> Off in the basket. <laughs> Say no more, my lady. But for, yes, for for a sort of interest point of view. Yeah, I, I think it must be. It's got to be something, or maybe ancient Egyptians and work yeah. out what the fuck was going on there. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be fascinating. There's so much I would love to see in history, if, especially if it's just for a day and you're not committed to living in their horrible, dirty, pooey pant ways. But yeah. I think what I would just love to see is London in the early 1900s and I'd just sit in a cafe Oof. with in a window seat on a, you know, lovely kind of Georgian architecture street. Lovely. And I would just watch people yeah. walking around. I'd love to do that. Yeah. It's not very interesting, but I just... No, no. Something, it would be a street that I'm yeah. very familiar with. Yeah, that you know and, and love. And you just sit there and, and just see what people... If they actually look any different. Jelly, jelly yeah, sorry. Have you got any... Well, I think they've all been covered. But those... Your own birth. Be no, no, that's a separate question. <laughs> oh, shit. Any time in the history of the world. And then I was... And then the other one I wanted to know is any time in your life. No, but I think Marika meant if I could go back in time and watch my own birth. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's what you'd do. Yeah, that's what I wouldn't do that. No, absolutely. Wouldn't. <laughs> Hell no. I think you've wasted you've wasted uh, an answer with that. As interesting as I'm sure your birth was, I didn't say that. No, but are you committing to the answer? Absolutely not. Okay, so where would you go in the history of the world? I would like. Yeah, I think very ancient, like ancient Greece, ancient Rome. That yeah. would be for just for. The well, day. we know you like a toga. <laughs> oh, you naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, from that what? Picture from that of oh, that picture. <laughs> young Tarty Jelly in a toga. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Ah, uh, Young Tarty Jelly. The <laughs> most sexually erudite time. No, that was after my most sexually erudite time. God, I dread to think how sexy you looked in your most sexually erudite No, time. but that was I, was, I was looking sexy, but not being sexy. As right. in what I thought was sexy. A thirst trap. Yeah. And it did not pay off. Okay. Although I think that was... Potentially the f time I first kissed a lady. 
There you go. It did well, pay off. It after did that bloody toga party. Well, there you fucking go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, would Nigel, if you want to go and see Sappho on Lesbos? Yeah, come on, Marie, let's go see Sappho. Now that I know that, I don't know that Lesbos is famous for blowjobs. I don't really want to go there. Yeah, but yeah, I, but I think that's a later decoration. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good yeah, to I go do. check out. How yeah. many blowjobs yeah. are being given? You could be the blowjob police. You could go back to Lesbos <laughs> and every am. time you see someone giving a blowjob, yeah. you Find can just them. say, Oi, get off my island. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the other question was, when would you travel back to in your own life? Even a week. You can have a holiday if you want. Oh, I've I think good holidays. I think I have a, just a, generally happy memories of being a sort of, between six and nine, nine. Like take the whole three years. Well, just that any time in that period, I, I th- maybe I'm, I'm roasting to glassing it, but <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I feel like those were quite nice years for me. Bit, bit less worryful. Just not. I, I was lucky. I had a nice childhood. Sorry about it. Yeah, I think um, because I my first brush with what then became fairly chronic anxiety and panic was when I was 17. So anything prior to that where I didn't have a clue what that even felt like yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Mm. That carefree and easy kind of vibe. But also, you know, I'd also love to go back to the first couple of months of like me and Paul getting together because that was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Just for that, like that crazy butterfly feeling. Yeah. Instead of old stinky love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Gina? I thought about this and I think that I would really worry that if I went back to any of my favourite memories or the really brightest ones, yeah. that it would then kind of muddy them. Because when you experience stuff in real time, there's always the worry about the future, or at least there is for me. So it's that's why nostalgia is so powerful, because you look back and then you can see what was to later come and you can kind of protect that memory mm, with yes. the padding of what you know then happened. Also, it'd be very hard to maybe return to now yeah i worry that it would actually end up kind of muting yeah the, the joy of those memories but worries so, aside you have to pick one so so by it, because of that i thought i would like to just have go back to having my cat asleep oh. on me because Lenzo. leonard yeah because Sweet it's not know. a memory that involves activity yeah. or anything that, it, that couldn't possibly be worsened or yeah bettered it's just a kind of a peaceful thing mm. and something that you can't you know you can't recreate yeah so I think something like that that's, that's lovely nice. well that's just about all I have time for just today. about or is it all it's all I all <laughs> I have time for and all I have to say thank you for listening to episode T of A is for join us next week, week when, when we'll, we'll be underestimating Ugg boots umming and ahhing over UFOs and, and unpicking, unpicking urban, urban myths